Hey everybody and welcome to episode 125 of the Revive Yourself podcast. Here we go. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Have you got a health issue that just won't go away no matter what you try? Then welcome to the Revive Yourself podcast, where we reveal the secrets to long-lasting health by getting to the root cause of problems that no one else is talking about. So you can have more energy, clear skin, healthier hair, a leaner physique, more confidence, and most importantly, do the things you love and live the life you deserve. Here's your host, Ryan Martin. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show, episode 125. Yeah. Um, someone cutting some trees out in the background, <laughs> as, as Ferris has pointed out. Um, just before we get onto the show, uh, as always, you can uh, you can find lots of cool information at www.reviveyourself.co, uh, and we've got our shop there where we've got lots of supplements for you there. Um, as I said before, I always like to tell you about Living Fuel Super Greens and Super Berry because they are the the most complete product I've found in the market by none. For anyone who's looking for a broad spectrum supplement to cover all bases, um, we've also got our Aries Tech EMF blocking devices, and especially one now for 5G. We're coming out. I'm actually going to be getting on a guy called Brian Hoyer uh, on the show who goes deep into electromagnetic fields and how to block them both in your home and from your devices. I can't wait to get that show out. We'll be getting some of his products on our new website when that comes out, our updated website. Uh, we've also got our water filtration systems, Aquatair. Um, if you've got one, two, three, four bedroom house, um, hard or soft water, have a look for them. And also, we'll be getting Blue Blocks and uh, Essential Oil Wizardry on our website soon. But just because um, we've got great discounts for you there, if you go to uh, com for your Blue Blocking glasses and you put in the code REVIVE, you get 10% off. And if you head over to essentialoilwizardry.com and you put in small letters REVIVE, you get 10% off the best essential oils in the world. Um, it's not even in my opinion, it's just fact. Dr. Nick Berry is phenomenal. And um, yeah, if you're looking for essential oils, he's he's the man to go to. But yeah, lots going on in the in the background. We've got the books gonna be coming out very, very soon. We've got the uh, new website coming out, the affiliate links, and also yeah, we've got our partnership with Seed coming out, so I want to get that out as much as quick as possible. Like the best probiotics on the market. Again, they'd be getting Raja, their CEO uh, CEO on the podcast too. Um, they're bringing like probiotics with a different level of delivery service you know they've only i think it's the only brand on the market with human strains of bacteria in them and only ones that have actually been tested by humans um human tests as well so that's all coming to you um but today's show i've got another one of my coaches here and we'll be getting into it in a minute his name's farid herrera from venezuela a lovely man so without further ado here he is and i'll see you on the other side so this is, I mean, we can even talk about that if you want on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're actually recording. Oh, are we? Yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> oh, just before, before we um, said, it's, it's nice to be out in the garden, um, having recording here, especially in the summertime, you know, no rain. But just talking about before, about um, people, if you're a dog owner and you let your dog <laughs> poo everywhere and you don't pick it up, I scorn you. <laughs> uh, it's one of my pet hates. I love dogs. Not a big fan of dog dog poo, especially as you know, it's it's terrible for. I mean, if you get it in people's eyes, you know, they, people go blind with it. But it's, it's just if your dog's going to poo somewhere, at least pick it up. Um, Ryan Ryan nearly trod on shit on the way to 
<laughs> to sit at the table to record this. There's, a, there's a, another table over there that's got dog, <laughs> dog, dog poo with it and flies all around it. So, uh, yeah, no, it's not my favourite thing. And, and the smell's not great either. But anyway, we digress. We go on. You're doing so, handstands as well. So, yeah. You're a kid doing handstands in the park. Yeah, uh, that's the thing, yeah. Well, yeah. So, just for, for that. No, no, just for that, I was going to say. Farid's here. He's... Um, so last week I had Chris on, who's a mentor and, and coach in business sense. Farid is someone I've been working with for the last three months now, roughly. Yeah, give or take. Yeah. Three months. Um, uh, trying to get my movement better. It's one of the things that I've been, always been into sport and stuff. A lot of sport, a lot of lifting. But you, a lot of sportsmen get it. You know, your movement patterns are, cannot be great or your range of motion isn't great. And it's something I really want to work on because, you know, I am a Tim man. We are getting less like the, <laughs> the Tin Wizard Man. The Wizard of Oz Tin Man. We are getting less like the Tin Man. Um, and it's been, it's it's hard work. But just for people out there, Farid, like what, because obviously, um, I mean, you've been doing this a long time. Anyone, who's, anyone who wants to see, I mean, what's, it, what's your website? Uh, www.faridherrera.com. Pretty so simple. And you're on, on Instagram at? Farid Herrera. Just Farid Herrera, yeah. yeah. So if you go onto that, you'll be able to see <laughs> the sort of stuff Farid's doing, which makes uh, <laughs> it makes it look very easy. And then when you try and take try and do it yourself, you realise that yeah, it's like when you're trying to start to learn another language. Yeah. it's like the language of movement. And yeah. um, so how did you how did you get you get into it? Because I mean, for someone on the outside looking in, it would seem like this sort of comes naturally to you. You've must have been doing this for quite a long time. Yeah, so um, I don't know if I told you, but I thought I invented parkour when I was 11. Really? Yeah, it turns out that I didn't. <laughs> but I, I thought I made it up. Um, and so, yeah, so I started when I was sort of about 11 playing around with parkour. I was never really interested in uh, mainstream sports, like football, rugby, cricket, all the, the stuff that people would play at school. Um, Where was you at school? So I was at Holland Park School in um, West London. Okay. Yeah. The time it was quite a quite a naughty school, and we were I think I think we were the only school pretty much in the borough who didn't have to wear a uniform. So oh, really? it was quite yeah quite liberal, you know. It was fine. Did you get up too much mischief. I was quite a good boy actually, to be honest. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I was a good boy back then. So uh, back then, well, I still am to be honest. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so sort of got into parkour and yeah, and I sort of convinced all my mates that it was better than football and and, and all this and. And so they, so we, we kind of got a little group together and we, we just meet up every lunchtime at this. There was a bar, a long rail that ran across the playground and we'd meet up every lunchtime. We'd congregate around this rail and come up with thousands of different ways of going over it and under it and balancing on it and can you do this and can you do that and it was... Uh, Any injuries? Uh, no, actually. We were all right. We... But we banged our knees every now and again but nothing nothing serious no broken bones no teeth coming out no teeth coming out no I think that's also a bit of a it's a bit of a funny misconception with you know things like parkour and gymnastics and uh, oh it's it's so dangerous and I just I feel like I know but no, I was just going to say, I feel like it's not when you're under supervision but with things like parkour and you jump in I see people like jumping, jumping from like brick top to brick top with very harsh edges and when you're learning when you get good at it it's like uh, anything but when you're learning it like you think you had to make a slight mistake and you're, you're eating wool you know yeah yeah definitely the the yeah the jeopardy goes up the more you yeah the more you increase in your level parkour is pretty simple though if you think about it 
the basic movements comprise of running, jumping, climbing. So let's take the jump, for example. The one of the one of the most basic things you can do to alter a jump is increase the distance. It's still a jump. You're just playing with the distance. So you know you don't have to go and do. It's the landing, though, right as well. Yeah, the landing. Of course, the landing makes a you know is a big part of the jump. But essentially, when you have when you can jump, you've learned the, the ability to jump. You can take off. You can land properly. Uh, in order to 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 alter it, you can change the level. You can change the the distance. But it's still just a jump. So it's easier said than done. But if you can do a jump at ground level, there's no reason you shouldn't be able to do it. You know, ten ten, ten stories. Well, so you yeah, and that's, that's all in the mind. But right? that's exactly when that's when you get to the to the kind of so you're jumping yeah. on, a, on a tree branch. Yeah, day. yeah. And that's about balance as well. So it's not just about the ability to jump. It's about the ability to land and balance and. You know, I mean, this is the thing with with it. I feel like, um, which is another, this is into another thing because I want to get into movement. But like a lot of people, it's been like what's what Paul Check said about CrossFit. You know, he said I've got nothing problem. I've got no problem with CrossFit. It's like having something against knives, nothing against a knife. Just but before you start juggling knives, I prefer to start juggling oranges. You know, yeah. And so people get into yeah. parkour who aren't that flexible, or aren't that strong, or haven't got those good imbalances. It, yeah, I don't know, but but from a young age. If you start doing it, that that's a great age to pick it up, right? Yeah, young age is a, is a, a mighty fine age to pick it up. You, you, I've got people that have gotten into parkour um, at a way older age. They just have to manage their expectations. Yeah, just don't don't think you're going to be sort of leaping across rooftops. You know, like it's that famous James Bond opening scene, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Casino Royale. What's his name? The guy uh, in that? Sebastian. Sebastian yeah. Foucan. Is he French? He is indeed French. He lives in London. Does he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, that was a that was an epic opening. Epic opening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I so, think that's what sort of. I mean, parkour was sort of on the map under underground, but I think that may have put it on the main scene a bit a bit more because that went out to. For sure. Yeah, yeah. For, yeah millions, billions, uh, billions, but millions of people. Millions of people yeah. saw that. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that was epic. So, 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 right. So, people got to manage their expectations, but they can get better. You can get better. You can also you can also learn to enjoy things that don't have so much, you know, gravitas or jeopardy. You know, doing a small jump between two logs in a park that are sort of knee height can be majorly satisfying, and you can you can learn a whole load about yourself and how you deal with fear just from doing that. If that's the level you're at, mm-hmm. you've got to sort of accept what you're working with you know yeah so like so like when so so from so that was when you were 11 years old you got into that and then and then and you got a background in um capoeira yeah so before i even before i did any capoeira she was so it was parkour with my friends and then um the p block in our school was quite interesting there were there were three gyms essentially it was gym one two and three and uh, gym three was always sort of out of bounds. There was this sort of long revolving, not revolving door, something like this kind of like sliding door that used to block most of gym three. And that's where all the gymnastics equipment was. And obviously I knew it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after school, I'd always sneak into gym three just to get, to have a play on the gymnastics equipment. Gym three. Gym three. Right, yeah, yeah. Not gym. <laughs> Gym three, yeah, yeah. Gym three. Gym three, right. Uh, to have a play on the equipment. And I knew I had about a five-minute window before <laughs> yeah. uh, before 
my good old PE teacher, Mr. Arnett, would come in and sort of kick me out, essentially. So I, I had five minutes after school every day to play on the gymnastics equipment. And I remember one time he was sort of escorting me out. Um, and I said to him, you know, sir, why don't you get a gymnastics coach? That way, I'll, you know, we won't have to sneak in here and play on the thing. And he said, oh, no, there's not enough people interested and blah, blah, blah. So I struck a deal with him. I said, if I get a bunch of my friends interested and we promise we'll commit, every, you know, one hour every Tuesday after school, will you get someone? And he was like, he said, yeah. And sort of, I don't know, I think he laughed it off. Didn't, didn't think, think I was serious. Yeah. yeah. So obviously I had all of my, my little parkour crew, yeah. got them all together. And then we went over to his office the next day on a Wednesday and we all rocked up and we said, yeah, we're, you know, we're, we're all, you know, get, we're all into it. Like get the coach, we'll rock up every week. And he sort of couldn't believe it. And lo and behold, I think it was, yeah, about a month later, he sourced a, he sourced a level two gymnastics oh, coach. Nice. Yeah. And he got us a coach. So it was every Tuesday after school. It was the best day of the week. We just couldn't wait really? for Tuesdays to come round because we knew it was gymnastics with uh, awesome. Danny. His name was Danny. So we'd finally open up Gym Free, roll out all the mats, all the equipment. And that's kind of where... How old the, you uh, This must have been a while. Uh, I must have been in the year seven. So how old are you when you were in year seven, eight? Our, our years were different. These like, are different. Yeah, uh, like private schools have names for years and so we didn't have gotcha. like didn't have we had like rudiments and they mentioned all that rubbish so I don't know right. like, what is that seven, is that 11 something like that a bit, a bit no, younger it's a bit, no it's a bit older a bit at older. this point yeah it's a bit older so what were you doing like just mat work on the rings were you doing like bends? so no rings we were just doing uh, tumbling yeah so basic tumbling passes okay, we nice. started super basic like forward rolls backward rolls all of the stuff that nowadays people just don't even want to yeah, yeah they don't want to do that no, stuff. no. You, you say you know they're like, oh, we, we, you know People come in and they say, oh, Farid, I, I want to move like you. Can you just make it happen? You know, like they think it's going to happen in two weeks or you know, something. You know what it is? It's like when people go to doctors, they go there for treatment, right? And it's like, if I went to you, so I heard this the other day, I was like, if I went to you, Farid, I'm going to treat you to dinner. What would you think? Like, I'll be paying? <laughs> yeah, but I'll, be, I'll treat you to dinner, right? Yeah. Just like if you go to a doctor, it's like you're going for treatment. So people go there and they expect <laughs> the doctor just to treat them. It's like, right. you have to do you. It's like, when I come to you, so you can only give me the tools, you know. I've got to go and do the yeah, work. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. So you can't just go to and you're not you're not a magician. Well, yeah, that's it. So yeah, no, exactly. So we spent you know time and you know session after session just practicing our you know, forward rolls and backward rolls and flips. kicking up to handstand. No flips at the beginning. We were all complete novices. Right, right, right. You know, yeah, it's yeah. just sort of you, you can't. But actually, the the important part of that process was that we were enjoying the fundamentals essentially we didn't go in there with this sort of air of course we had our goals we all wanted to do a backflip yeah. that was the thing when you're like that age yeah. but it's somehow still the thing, isn't it? it's still the thing yeah, even yeah yeah i got yeah yeah i got a friend of mine who wants to sort of oh, i want to nail a backflip well, when you see like a gymnast doing tumbling yeah that's wicked like when you like just just from like you watch them just flip 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 land it you're like oh that's what, it's football. Some footballers can do it as a celebration. Yeah. You think like, oh, that looks so good. So and they make it look so yeah. accessible. <laughs> the amount of work that's gone into that though is is uh, is something to to respect. And and I think, yeah, like I was saying, the the important part of that process is we were actually enjoying the 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 fundamentals. So that so it also like at that, at that age you sort of 
don't have any fear, do you? You get rid of all your fear. You don't care about like you don't think about broken bones. And when you get older, you think, oh, I might, because you're also not used to it. But like, yeah, it's just time doing it, and also getting rid. Of, like, when, you, when you're younger, you don't have much fear. Yeah, there's less sort of jeopardy, less responsibility, yeah. less. You don't think about the repercussions for sure. I was still always quite careful, okay. and in a way, quite afraid. You know, this was something that I was. I had a couple of friends who were the opposite of me. And I think what happened is they developed They developed a little bit faster, but... Um, where did that come from? Why, why was you... What was, what was... Where did that sort of... Not maybe hesitation, where did that sort of like being responsible or maybe just being a bit fearful, where did that come from? Were you always quite meek as a child? That's a good question. Yeah, I would consider myself to be a, a, an introvert. Yeah. Um, I've done... Yeah, I mean, I've done a little bit of work on... on, on not being so introverted so to speak yeah. um but definitely i would say that's my kind of if we, if we had to put a label on it uh that's the one i'd fall under so is that, yeah quite is reserved mom, mom question. Dad introverts uh yeah my dad i would say is quite introverted my mum maybe not so much but uh yeah so, so before we get into that you're from venezuela right yes yeah, so i was uh, born in venezuela and yeah. uh and you come over here what, how old i was one one year old, right, so, so like, yeah, you know, yeah, London. been here the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up here. But your mum and dad have been in Venezuela their whole lives? No. They came, they came with me. They brought me here. Yeah, I'm sorry, before that. They, they were living there, yeah. Yeah. They were living there. And, right. and, and, yeah. and what led to them coming over here? Uh, schooling for us, for me and my brother, you know, education. Yeah. was so, uh, one of the big, the big factors, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and they're like... Um, did you like so? Your dad was an introvert. Your mum more extroverted. Uh, I wouldn't say I wouldn't put her as far as extroverted, but she, you know, she was quite quite sociable and yeah, 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 more outgoing. I would say. And you say you've got more traits of your dad than your mum. Uh, what I guess in this in this respect, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Overall. Overall, I'm a perfect mix. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm so what are their what are their good and what are their bad qualities? Uh, well, not bad, but like it's funny you... because when I sort of when I look at my dad, he's got he's got qualities that you could put in either basket, good or bad. So he's really diligent and he's hardworking, but at the same time, it causes him to neglect other things in his life. Mm-hmm. So you know, how do you weigh that up? Yeah. Um. So things like that are quite interesting. Um. Yeah. I don't think he thinks about it that much. He just gets it done. It's just, you know, he just he's yeah. who he is, and you know he's quite old now. He's in his late seventies, yeah. so you know that generation they just do what they need to do, and, and that's how it is. You know, we, we don't have as much choice and all, all of this, all of the luxuries that we have today. So yeah, and in some ways, I think it's be good for, we can get distracted a lot. That's right. Yeah. Like, into things, but you know, not introverts because they're because of like. Their, their sort of like uncomfortableness around, um, maybe like big groups of people or like that sort of environment, mm. it can lead them to go in inside and do more work because they yeah, feel yeah. more comfortable, right? That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was quite aware of it, so I, di- I didn't want to, because I saw my dad and I was like, I-, I had a great upbringing, you know, there's no doubt about it, but yeah. I, I sort of did see uh, how his sort of, uh, his diligence kind of, you know, kept him kept him distracted. 
you know and i was like maybe maybe i could learn from that and yeah. find a way to to keep some of that yeah, take yeah. take what's good isn't it bruce lee that said yeah. to discard what's not and keep what's uniquely your own that's the one so uh so i looked at that and then yeah sort of uh I, I, I trained myself to not be so introverted, essentially. Yeah. And, you know, and my job requires it as well. You know, I have to go out in front of people and teach workshops in front of people that have flown from wherever they've flown yeah, just yeah. to come s- to see me, essentially. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like it can be quite daunting and stressful yeah. for an introvert. But actually, uh, yeah, you learn to embrace it. You, you'll never get rid of that kind of anxiety or fear. I think that's you, a good thing. You though. just dan- learn to dance with it. Yeah, I think like, but the thing is as well, you're in your, you're doing it in your environment, so they come to see you in your yeah. environment, so like, yeah. you're not being put on the spotlight, but also like, that little bit of anxiety, I mean, I'm at uh, a young age, we always got taught at school to go and speak publicly, but obviously public mm. speaking is one of, the, one of the six big fears I think they talk about. And, That's uh, right, yeah, yeah, but doesn't when, matter who you are. Nah, and, you but know. you get more comfortable with it, the first time I did yeah, my absolutely. first seminar, I remember I was Bricks. Yeah, yeah. And then what I do, you just get on stage. I'm like, right now, I'm here. That's it. That's it. Same as like what you said before. You've got that flow really well. And I was like, it's just repetition of doing it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it seems the way you talk about your dad. It seems like he's a very powerful character in your life. He has been. Yeah, he definitely has. A lot of the way, a lot of the things he did in in my upbringing, I think, in I took really well. It's it's funny because it could have been. You know, I'll give you an example. It could have been taken in slightly more, perhaps more negative way. So, for example, he used to pick me up from school every day. And on the way to from school to the bus stop, it was you walk at his pace or you get left behind. <laughs> That's how it was, yeah. you know. And, you know, if you were, you know, you could take that as a... As a a little bit harsh or oh well, why is he doing wait for the kid why are you just running off or whatever but I actually thought man like this is brilliant he's just going and I better keep up or I'm going to get left behind and sometimes I'd need to tie my shoelace and I'd just like to squat down to tie my shoelace and I'd be like constantly looking up watching him just walk further and further away and he'd turn around and see that I'm tying my shoelace and he'd just turn back around and keep walking you know <laughs> and it's just like and then I'd just like sprint back up to him and then that was it everything equalised and obviously, I'm. It's a good you know, lesson in life, I think. You know, and he obviously was looking back and making sure I was fine. And but I don't know that kind of. Yeah, that that sort of uh, affected me in a way, and I thought, yeah, you know, this is, you know, not not to be wrapped in in cotton all the time, you know, especially by the, the people that you look up to, and because yeah. then you'll start to you'll start to expect this from everyone, and you you know. God forbid, you'll start developing a sense of entitlement. You know, oh, people need to wait for me. You know, it's like the world doesn't revolve around you. Ooh, you know, start getting double offended about everything. You know, like it's just <laughs> we won't go on that just yet. <laughs> yeah. So, so I think a lot of the a lot of his character and a lot of the way he did things that <laughs> you know, I, I, I took really well. Old school, and for me, it worked. It worked perfectly fine. I was always. Boys need that. Like mums are there today. They always say like it's all about the male and female energy. Like mums mm. always be like, oh, be careful. And dads are just like, oh, get out there because that's right. That's what you, you need. That you can name, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. And I think in that respect, I had a, you know, like I said, I had a quite a good balanced upbringing. You know, obviously that that wasn't the perfect and idyllic, but for the most part, I have great what's, memories. What's perfect? Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, I had great memories of my upbringing, and I think a lot of the way. 
So your mum was more like brought up, yeah. Mum was more um, sort of like uh, not loving the right work. People love in different ways. She yeah. was more um, just as a mother would be. So a mother's love. She was more protective of you, or not? Yeah, more protective, perhaps. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I would say so. Yeah. But did she push you to get out of your comfort zone? Uh, no, I wouldn't say she pushed me to get out of my comfort zone, but I will say she did support me when I showed interest in doing that, which is for me was another huge thing. Awesome. You know, she wasn't like, she didn't try and steer me away from it necessarily. She questioned me about it, and then I, you know, said, yeah, this is definitely what I want to do. She was like, okay, get well, on with it. Stuff. Huh? The movement stuff, yeah, 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 because it, it's not like I mean, my parents are there, like. My mum said to me, like, my job in life is to, like, support you and protect you. And, like, I know you, like she's always back to everything I've done. But because yeah. sometimes they don't understand, because they've worked nine to fives and other jobs, they don't understand that. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I mean, when you're an entrepreneur, but when you're into this thing, you've got your own business, and you've got to have, like, you've got to have, like, a, always use a quote from Tony Robbins, you know, I think it's phenomenal because a lot of people, that they're nine to fivers and stuff. And it's, it's fine. Everyone every, everyone in the world, it's different people for different, different horses mm. for different courses. But, you know, quote from Tony Robbins is like stop being worried about what can go wrong and start being excited about what can go right because mm-hmm. if you always whatever it says what your vibe attracts yeah. your, your vibe attracts your what is it your vibe attracts your vibe your, you know, sorry your vibe attracts your tribe yeah right. so it's sort of like what you put out into the world you um mm. yeah so that's good so she supported you through that she did yeah yeah and again when I was at school I you know any excuse to to, to train and practice in I would take so I think we used to do like uh, end of year school shows and stuff mm-hmm. and like little presentations for assemblies and mm-hmm. stuff and I'd be the first one in line because it meant I could like, gather up my little gang of friends and we'd have to come up with like a you know like a two minute piece to some music and we'd run around on the stage and jump over each other and you know we'd get to like put all of our gymnastic tumbling stuff to use on the stage and so I'd always invite my parents to the shows you know you've got to come Proud. and see this stuff yeah yeah so they always had to to come and like yeah you know uh come and essentially watch me uh, awesome. do this stuff and and they did so That's they awesome. kind of you know they 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 started to realize quite early that this is this was something uh, quite doing. pivotal in my in my life essentially yeah. yeah yeah and so like and so from so because only because uh <laughs> yeah um because I want to get into some things, um, cool. but so from there, so that was like school. So how did you go from like that into? Because obviously you said, I think you mentioned you have done capoeira. Like what, what age did you start that? Capoeira started quite late. So this was, uh, I think, a few years ago now. Oh, I'm, I'm 31. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I started capoeira a few years ago. So. Okay. So it, in between, was, like the yeah. ages of what, like 14 to 31, what were you doing? So I. Uh, I trained and moved quite a lot as a boy, uh, and then I left school. I went to university, and I stopped training when I was at university. Did you? Yeah, because I was. Yeah, it was kind of a lifestyle shift. You know, I didn't have my 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 school friends. The the uh, our little group, our little tribe of, of, of friends that from school, everyone sort of splintered off. As you do at that age, people went to different unis, studied different things. So I lost that, and it caused me to stop training. Where'd you go? Uh, I went to Brunel. Okay. Yeah, and I studied communication and media. 
which at the time... Put that to good use. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, at the time, I think it was yeah, it was quite a new course. Mm. And I, I wasn't really... I didn't enjoy it massively. Um, but there was one module where... The media module, we had to create a... We had to do a video project, basically. So everyone put in a proposal. And obviously, I proposed to do a video on, on movement. Yeah. And my group were up for it and they sort of thought it was quite, quite an exciting idea so they went with it so we did my video project for that module and um yeah so i got back into a bit of training just so we could shoot some stuff and yeah and um and then i remember i remember being at uni i think i was about 18 at this point and i just i had this uh without trying to sound too esoteric i had this sort of kind of a vision in my head or more like a, a soundbite which which was this is the future that that was the soundbite that i got you know whatever i'm doing right now this feels movement right. in part it feels right and i i remember it's almost seeing the words in my in my mind sort of etched in my mind this is the future it was sort of like a almost like a giant billboard 100%. Um, i mean this is like I'm going to let you continue. I say this is like so. What we do essentially is like bringing people back to what was was normal: moving, yeah. eating correctly, living like trying to nature. Yeah. Like, this is this is the future. That's right, and I I think in between between union between school and uni, actually, I got a job in retail. I remember I was working in Harrods. Harrods, yeah. In Harrods. How do you spell that? Capital A. Harrods. <laughs> yeah. Harrods. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, what are you doing in there? I was actually working. Uh, I was working in designer shoes. Mate, my friend worked in Harrods actually in the menswear department. Yeah. I remember going up there. Yeah. It's an interesting place. It is actually. I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah, I can imagine I it being quite, it. quite enjoyable. But at the same time, it did make me think because my manager was obviously way older than me at the time. She was probably in her mid fifties, and mm. I thought to myself, you know, all of the senior senior lot were also in. And I, I, I did think to myself, is this this is is this this is not the future? Mm. You know, is this going to be my life now? This was before uni. Um, so I kind of had a little bit of a taste for the nine-to-five thing as well and, and sort of naturally didn't, didn't connect with it at all. I'd, I'd, been, I'd been training before. I'd, I'd been putting myself in uncomfortable situations. A lot of the times a movement practice will require you to put yourself in situations where either you suck at something or you're scared to do something. It's just uncomfortable. And, and it doesn't have to be that way all the time. Yeah, but, amen. But... It's how you grow, right? That's right. And so, yeah, and I, and um, it's one. Of, yeah, I just said that's one of my things. I've said to myself, like, play like a kid, be like you used to. We used to every every night. It'd be something different. It'd be like badminton, mm. football, rugby, and and now it's like you get older, people stop doing that. They're going to the, they guess go to the pub, but like just like yeah, going to do going to do sit down. It's like my thing was, I don't care. I'm going to be playing like a child. That's what yeah. my tie. So you football. And also the uncomfortable thing, like yeah. become comfortable with being uncomfortable. I That's think right. Yeah, things yeah. are a big thing. People don't like being uncomfortable, right? And so they just stay within their comfort zone, and, That's and right. nothing great gets achieved there. Yeah, yeah. That's right. And so, and that that really affected me because then I was in in the retail job, and although I enjoyed it momentarily, it, you know, sort of in the, in the immediate, it was quite fun. At the same time, I wasn't comfortable with where that would take me ultimately take it yeah ultimately take me so and 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 i was but at the same time the 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 big 
the big fallacy is that if you stay in the system, it'll promise you, you know, gold in gold, the tunnel, yeah. gold, gold at, at the end, end of the, the tunnel. Yeah, That's right. Yeah. So I was uncomfortable, but it was also uncomfortable to get out of that. So it was kind of this uh, dilemma, this kind of dichotomy. Were but, you still training then or not? No, I wasn't training that much then. But because I had experienced this, this sort of, you know, overcoming physical challenges mm. and stuff, I was, uh, however this came about to me, I made a kind of a, a deliberate bridge between this and the way I wanted to live my life. Yeah. You know? So I thought, I've gotten myself out of some horrible, uncomfortable situation in my practice. I've managed to, to learn a lot of the things that I was shit scared of at the beginning that were horrible. Um, why can't I do that with my, my own life? Why right. does it have to just be in this one facet of my life? You know, the, the, Why is it that I can only overcome via physical training? You know, and I, So I deliberately made those bridges as a kid so I was quite quite cool with just leaving the job going to uni trying it out then not finding that to, to, you know to be fulfilling to me so again you know you're in the system and it's promise you, promising you all the riches go to uni get your piece of paper get a job um, so it was uncomfortable to leave that but I was also willing to do that uh, and so yeah so I, I we did the module anyway that, that video module and it was the only module that I got an A for. <laughs> <laughs> you enjoyed it, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, you're passionate about something. It's not right. hard to get an A in it. That's right. And then, and then so that, that was kind of a, also a bit, another bit, bit of a sign. I thought, hmm, there's definitely something there. Then I got this kind of, that, that, that weird vision, essentially, or not vision, that soundbite of this is the future. And, um, yeah. And then, lo and behold, I got a call from a friend of mine who was working with a charity and he needed someone to coach. He's working for a bereavement charity in East London. He's a lovely guy called Dean. He got in touch with a friend of mine called Callum and they needed two coaches because Dean was setting up a bereavement charity for kids in East London because there's not much in the in the NHS for, for bereavement. Mm -hmm. And he'd lost his, Dean had lost his brother in a traffic accident in Thailand. So he was obviously you know, well, yeah. well involved in the, in the kind of the, the, the process of, of grieving. Yeah. So he started the charity for the kids and he wanted uh, Callum uh, to put on some, some, some classes, movement classes. And so he got in touch with Callum and then Callum got in touch with me and asked me if I wanted to do it. And initially, actually, I didn't want to do it. I was too busy still to, to getting back into my training and learning X, Y, Z. Uh, so I, I sort of declined for a while and then it's like, please, 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 you know, help me out. I, just, and then he was at the end, he was like, look, just do one. I said, okay, I'll just do one. And then in the meantime, you can find someone else. And uh, so we rock up first day of the class and we had about 20 kids in front of us. I think I was like 21 at this point. And uh, we had a sort of a group of 20 kids in front of us and it was a, the most surreal experience, you know, Two two chaps, me and Callum. I think Callum was younger than me. He was like twenty or nineteen, and I was twenty one. And we were responsible for twenty sort of children. You know, mm. obviously we were DBS checked and everything was fine. But having done coaching myself, I know what that's like. Yeah, yeah. And so it was quite again a kind of like an exciting experience. You're just put in this uncomfortable situation again, but now the uncomfortable almost becomes. It starts to weave. You weave excitement in the uncomfortable. You're like, oh, wow, this is like an uncomfortable project, but there's going to be light at the end of this tunnel for sure. You know, and this was 
riveting and I, I actually ended up loving that class and I said to him I'll, I'll carry on and I'll stay so um, yeah we started I remember I think like 10 minutes in this kid came up to me and he was like he was tiny he was like his head came up to like you know it's up, up to my waist and he was like he poked me on the leg and then he looked up and he goes he, he goes sir can I go to the toilet? <laughs> I was looking down at this kid thinking I'm 21. He just called me sad. You know, I've got like, like, that surreal, surreal, isn't it? It's just surreal. And then, you know, obviously, yeah, I just nodded at him like, yeah, yeah, you can, of course you can go to the toilet. You know, he, he ran off and I was like, jeez. That's, you know, like, that's a, lovely. I mean, that happens to you. It's amazing, time. yeah. You're like, that's respect. That's the, some of the child's been brought up. Lovely. Like, I mean, because... You couldn't just have every as much as you're like, of course you can go to the toilet. Yeah, you couldn't have every kid run off to the toilet every two minutes. No, so you'd no, be like, yeah, so yeah. Like, it's, it is surreal when you first get having called people sir. I where that comes from, that you can go deep into that as well. Where that that, that comes from, but like having called people sir, like in schools, very yeah, yeah, yeah. You called it yourself, you're like, hmm, that's strange. Like, yeah, it was a surreal moment. I was 21 and I was, you know, being treated with respect, and the kids looked up to me and Callum, you know, both of us, and. Same as the they way you probably us. looked up to your coach, Danny. One hundred percent, exactly. Um, so it was it was a lovely experience. It was it was amazing, and and you know, and then we started thinking about how we can, you know, help these kids grow and and, and evolve, and really made me think about my coaching essentially. So so I stayed on that project for uh, I think it was it ran for three years in a row, and we just did a class every week. Okay. With the kids, um, while you were developing your own training, I was developing my own training, and we, so we kind of trained with the kids, and yeah, it was just brilliant. So, like, so let's think about that twenty-four. So, like, the next like seven years, did you have you had any mentors? Have you done any work with people like other coaches, like people that trained you to get to the level you are now? Mm, you you mean uh, sort of movement? Phys- movement. I. Mm, I, I I trained quite. I think when I was twenty eight or twenty nine, I I went to my first workshop. Really? So, yeah. It's quite late. So yeah, it was quite late. But I had managed somehow, well, not somehow. I know, I know how, but I had managed to, to to develop myself. Comes naturally, right? Well, well, no, no. But is in like is in no is in everyone. For example, like Premiership footballers, Premiership rugby players. Of course, you get to a certain level, you need coaching. But before that. Like it just comes natural. You get to, you got to have a natural ability before you can get to the point of making it professional. You know? So yeah, you obviously got a natural ability to move. And I don't know that it's natural, Ryan, because really? I'll tell you why. Because I, I used to do things like this. I'm about to tell you. Back when we had sort of, do you remember the the old dial-up modems? Yeah, fifty-six k. Your dad, your yeah. mum picks up the phone and yeah. the video the doesn't load. You're yeah. waiting two days for this one video yeah. to load. I had found a program that would download videos and I would spend like two days downloading this video. It was of this acrobat that I had seen online. There was, there was no YouTube back then. It was daily motion. Video of this acrobat and it would take me two days to download it and then I found another program that would play it frame by frame in slow motion and I'd sit there. This was like my work as a kid. You know, I was like, I can't remember how old I was. I'd be butchering if I told you, but... And I'd sit there playing this video frame by frame and I'd be processing what the acrobat's doing or what how he's kicking up into this handstand and then I'd go over and I'd try and replicate it. You know, so it was like, a, you know, diligent self-teaching. 100%. And, you know, and 
and yeah, so I guess in a way I did have loads of mentors, but they they, yeah, they didn't know. They didn't know essentially. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, yeah, hundred percent. Loads of people talk about it. You can have loads of mentors. You know, you can read their writings, and they essentially are mentoring you. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it, so it was a a little bit like that. You know, I had loads of inspirations, loads of movers and and people that were were you know physical that I looked up to and I tried to emulate as a kid I tried to be like them and move like them and I I remember downloading loads of videos playing them frame by frame trying to do the same move like three different people you know why is he doing it like this and he's doing the same move a bit different and then I tried to do it both like both of them what was was it just their own unique take on it was it yeah you know we all have sort of different levels different lever lengths different mm-hmm. levels of mobility different strengths so you can have two people doing the same move and it can definitely have nuances you know it's just this kind of thing people talk about style oh it's your style and uh and i essentially wanted to be like every single one of my heroes but yeah. in one body yeah you know and so that was kind of my idea as a kid so yeah i was super diligent and I, and you know I, you have to respect the fact that not everyone is as into it as I was back yeah. then, and and also not not everyone has the time. There's, um, this is the other thing. Yeah, I to mean, do that, you, people don't realize like how many hours it takes. Like this is the thing. Like there's a great quote. It's like um, I can't remember if it's from. Well, I think it's from one of the best basketball coaches of all time. Um, it says like have a balanced life, be it balanced. <laughs> massively towards getting better in your chosen pursuit, whatever it is. It's like yeah, because. To, to master anything, you know, it's mastery is this fantasy. You know, you, everyone's always a student. Everyone's the moment you think you're a master, you, know, you finish. You know, even though yeah. the highest masters know they're still a student yeah, because yeah. I think it changes. But the amount of time to put into we keep get to certain levels, you know, top levels, it's hours of repetition and learning. Mm. And oh, I made this mistake, and oh, what can I adjust this? It's some people say I forgot more than you than you than you know because yeah. the master has gone through so much. It's like mm. broken down. They, you said the uncomfortableness gone through that, come out again. Like yeah. it's like the hero's journey, right? You're uncomfortable, you get scorned, you finally break through it, you you, you win or you, you get to where you want, mm. and then you go through it again to get to the next level, and That's it's right, like yeah. constantly doing it. So, mate, I can. I mean, sitting there watching things frame by frame that takes serious or serious mental capacity. Yeah. I had to find the program that would do that as well, <laughs> sit, and then I'd put the video through the program. I'd sit there and then I'd go out and try it. So I've essentially in it in a way. In a you funny know, way. No, I've done injuries, all... no injuries throughout all this. Going out and no. trying it. No. Yeah, no. I was always... Made a rubber, are you? Well, yeah, <laughs> either that, and I don't know. Might have to do some, some blood tests. Uh, Not as a touch wood, don't we? Yeah, 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 no, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, I've always been really careful. I've been, yeah. It's hard thing... to be careful, though, when you're doing. It's hard to be that careful when. It's like going out and playing the sport, you know, you're playing. People are like, oh, so it's like remember I've got mates who go to the army. It's like, well, be careful. So, like, well, how, ca- how careful can you be in like a war zone or even yeah. a rugby pitch or a football pitch? Be careful. Well, it's not just down to you. It's down to the other players. Or be careful. Well, I'm trying to do a backflip, or I'm trying to like, I don't know. As you said, what we did today. You know, you're doing hand start up the wall, or you're doing yeah. a flip, or whatever it is. You know, you, I mean, you've got to have some. There's some. There's some here's, sort of like risk in it. Right? Here's why I think I didn't get injured. I was never attached to the outcome. Right. I think people. G- Injuries come about when you get too attached to the outcome. You're sort of looking over the hill mm-hmm. and you can't even see what's in the valley. And you're going in and you're tripping up all over the place. This I was never attached to the outcome. I used to really enjoy kicking up 
against the wall. It was actually the the, the bathroom door in my house. <laughs> I used to literally enjoy kicking up into handstand and slamming my heels into this door. Peter Mon Dad loved that. Yeah. <laughs> they had to deal with it. That's just that's it. And I used to like that. I wasn't even thinking about when am I going to get my first five second hold like it wasn't even somehow it just wasn't in the no, thing no. I was like I'll kick up I think it's a huge I talked about this with Chris I don't know if you listened to it our last podcast Chris talked about it and it's I was like, like yes I listened to it and like um, I said people are like so worried about the destination they forget that all the fun's having the journey like, yeah it's uh, coming yeah. Like, like it's all good if I come to see you and I complete it how, how much satisfaction would you get as well if it was easy to complete like that yeah you wouldn't as a, and like coming and meeting you and being I know like, I'm further down the line than when I was but I've got a long way to go but meeting you and also the people you meet on the journey the conversations yeah, yeah. you have like yeah, it yeah. grows you as a person you know yeah. it's, it's weird because Chris was actually the reason I even got in contact with you because right. because he started to do some movement stuff because we've been talking about it for a long time and he does uh, BJJ, yeah, uh, he's big into that, and I've always like wanted to do my time. I don't want to also get into BJJ because it's another uh, being uncomfortable sort of situation. Mm. But and he had a and he had a movement coach because he wanted to get better at moving in certain areas. Mm. And that and he brought Lee down to one of our intensives. You know, Lee, Lee Rowlands, yeah, Lee Rowlands, yeah, he's a top chap. Shout top, out Lee Rowlands, top top chap, top lovely chap. guy. He put from us, the lot, yeah, he put from the rural, yeah, he put us lot through for your like, paces for like an hour, Good and, man. and all these people that are into fitness and health, and we were like. Oh dear God, this is ridiculous. A reality check. Almost. Oh, massive like reality check. Some of the things yeah. that we holds that he was putting us in, and why I couldn't move, and I was just like, no. And I like always, I'm just like, right. I went to Lee. I was like, Lee, do you know anyone in the London area? He's like, well, you can work. And he's like, I don't really. Uh, sort of like, you can work with me online. I was like, Lee, I'd love to work with you online, but I'm not at that position where I need someone to look at me. He's like, yeah. He's like, sort, he said, I, he said, well, my coach is sort of in London. He's a bit. I was like, okay, what's his name? I was like, gave me your name, and that's how I got in contact with you. And I was like, yeah. and I and I drive an hour and a half to see you. Yeah, yeah. it's not like it's around the corner. Yeah, and it's because I said to people, people say to me about certain things, or there's a, a certain doctor that I use in my programs, and they're like, oh, is it? Is he? Uh, is anyone any closer? I was like, no. One, that's who I trust, and two, if you really care, you're going to see him. I went to America. Yeah, you told and me Thailand, that. And Thailand, all, all other places. To, yeah, but all other places to, to learn from yeah, my yeah, health. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I think like people need that reality check of like if it's really important to you, you'll do it. And I think that's like, um, so like it, people when when you're in that sort of like self development world and and like a lot of entrepreneurs and stuff, they another quote and I used it, I'm going to say it so many times I want this to get through to people as well. Mm. Jim Ron, your level of success will seldom exceed your level of self development because mm. success isn't something that happens to you; it's something that you become. Mm. And it's like. This is why keeping company with the right people and yeah. doing the right things, yeah, the right yeah. practices, and you know, it's it's just it's just so so important to like surround yourself. And as I was saying, it's in, like Lee was that just gave me like a yeah, give me like all right, I'm I'm nowhere near. Like, yeah, you can lift weights and you can move your up and down the yeah, yeah. pitch, but there's a lot that's missing there. And hmm. I think that's uh, a really important important part of the puzzle. And so and so that as well, like as you're saying, like not having it's me. It's a, the journey, like, is really important, and not having like a like wanting an outcome, yeah, or like thinking I need to do this. I think the playing aspect is something that people lose as well. Just yeah. getting them playing, right? Like, people want this and they want it now, rather than thinking like, okay, like, how long is it going to? What have I got to do? Who have I got to see to get there? Or how long is it going to take? And what's realistic? Yeah, 
people grossly overestimate what they can achieve in a week and massively underestimate what they can achieve in a year yeah. or longer. Yeah, yeah. And so not having that outcome for you, brilliant. Like being able to play and get on with it. Yeah, and a lot of people, you hear the quote all the time, oh, it's not the destination, it's the journey. And this is all true and all good and well, but how do we put that into practice? Yeah. People just don't put it into practice. They don't even try. It's fair and okay, you know, I was having this conversation with a student of mine the other day, and we were doing a really simple uh, low-gate traveling pattern across the floor. It was not complex, it was simple, but there was loads of room in that simplicity to actually find enjoyment and to refine the details. You could take anyone off the street and I could teach them this crawling pattern and all they'll be thinking perhaps is, oh, when am I going to get the, the, the handstand or when am I going to get to to wherever this thing's going to lead me? Mm-hmm. You know, And uh, not that she was... Not that she had that perspective, but it just kind of sent me on this this sort of volley of words. And I said to her, just try and find the enjoyment in feeling the way your left leg is sliding across the floor. That's it. And then, yeah, you have to practice enjoying the journey. It's a, It's all good and well knowing that you should, but if you're not practically trying to do anything about it, you're, you're still going to be attached to your outcome yeah and you're not going to enjoy what what it is you're doing yeah you're not you're not you're not living in the moment you're wishing about the next thing which is like they always say like think about the future but live in the moment it's like i i think that we've got that quite well me and you with it because we are i'm i know that it's a long journey and i I don't think i've ever said to you i really want to get handstand yeah yeah i've just been like just been like well i just need to you know what, yeah 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 I, need, I know it's a nice journey and it's going to take some time and stuff but like but like um yeah it's, it's something that uh, we we need we need to do a lot of the times in my practice I, I actually enjoy the simplest of things are the things i enjoy not necessarily the 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 you know not jazzy movements of course they're fun the, the, you know it's 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 fun to do that stuff it's good to to have those aims but a lot of the times just the details of how my foot is rolling on the floor or how my hand is, how the weight is distributed through my hand when I'm moving, that stuff is, yeah, you, you learn to find, yeah, joy in refining that, those details. 100%. And I think it's like, so there's some people out there though as well, like, because... I think it's because we want to get into certain things because this is the other thing, right? You've been doing this for a long period of time. A lot of people will watch your videos and be like, oh my God, I can never get there. And this is something that I wanted to, to touch upon because I think it's like, it, it does take time. But, you know, when I, you know what it was actually, Lee said something to me and this is why I went to him like, how, I mean, have you always been into this? And he was like, no, 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 four years ago, I couldn't touch my toes. And I was like, yeah. right, that gives me that gives yeah. me hope. Yeah, yeah. And hope's a massive thing. And when I spoke yeah. to you, you were like, no, I used to do all this stuff, but I was never that flexible. Like, I, could, I couldn't touch my toes before. And I was like, what? And I so, think I could. Yeah, and, yeah. And so, it's not a lie. It's no, and lie. so for me, for someone like me looking on the outside, looking yeah. in, going, oh, this is just what these guys do. They're just like, it's like, oh, okay. Because yeah, yeah. I've never been in all this sport. I've talked about it so today. I've never been able to touch my toes. It's one yeah, of my yeah. goals. And like, listen forward fold today i hate it with a passion yeah. but it's also sort of like gives me after i've done it it's a self it's a sense of achievement and so forward fold to people out there that it's like 
everything from like it's like a hindi i suppose like a, yeah the one we're talking about in particular is you you just stand upright keep your legs straight and locked out and then you sort of hinge at the hip bend forwards and, and try and reach for your toes or the floor or however low yeah. you can go yeah you can do different things and it's yeah. just like different ways and you've got jefferson curls and things like that's another one when i started doing jefferson curls in the gym like yeah. people come to me going be careful with your back and i was like no don't worry this is like not everything comes with a shiny barbell and uh, yeah. <laughs> like you have to be able to move in certain ways but it was just that for me was like a huge thing and um for people i talk to like you saying i hope i can touch my toes and stuff so it's like this stuff is attainable it's just everyone's just sitting at a desk all day long not yeah. moving very much and if you keep on doing the body you know it's very efficient he goes i don't need to do that anymore so i'm gonna do it so it, yeah, just, yeah, it just switches off stuff yeah, yeah. so you need to keep on doing this is like even for you you you, you spend uh, uh I mean, you're at that point now where you're quite flexible, but you, even every every week you spend time, time. doing those yeah, yeah. stretching, absolutely drills, right? all the stuff, the brutal stuff I put you through. It's not, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is brutal as well. Uh, yeah, it's not just. Uh, yeah, it's not just talk. You know, I, I I do it myself, and and actually somehow when you do it with a, with a, with a partner or your training partner, actually you you enjoy it in a weird way. Yeah, it's you know? it's much more mentally challenging doing it on your own than it is absolutely yeah absolutely and yeah this is true this is true and i think i think there's value in that i i i used to i used to struggle seeing the value in in that because i was i was able to 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 sit in front of the computer and play a video frame by frame but i understand that not not everyone has the time to do that you know that there's obviously huge amount of value working capacity. with some yeah, yeah working with someone that 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 knows you know and this is why like even as much as things are like going having someone in your corner it's also that support like a lot of people have support accountability like this is why sometimes i'll send you a video and like what do you think you're like yeah, yeah that's good or this is or because sometimes you can't judge yourself you might be thinking you're getting it wrong and practice is great but getting perfect practice or as close to perfect as you mm. can is even better so you know i mean it's why like you do your stretching with someone else and, yeah. Like, and yeah, yeah. You know, come to evaluation but i think it's really important and so just for people to understand that you know it, and also it's, it is attainable you just it's like anything you know you can't expect to be great great overnight or even after yeah. a year it's yeah. gonna take a while like, I, I know that this is like a, a journey and i said like like if in three to five years i can do some of the stuff you're doing yeah. i'm laughing because it's all yeah. great being able to move a barbell from a to b but been able to move and been a bit flexible like it's and it's just great when you hear that, that i can do this yeah someone who, who could move like and and being and getting that range of flexibility is it meant your movements become a lot easier yeah absolutely i think that's one of the first first things that uh that should be addressed if you're completely locked up in your body it's, it's you you're not it's it's you know it's it's like trying to drive a car that's on steering lock. You, you're going to go one way, you know. So, oh, um, so kind of how, how far, how well your joints can move is quite a top priority. And then you, depending on your background, you, you might need to build a bit of strength there as well. Yeah, I mean, Because that's another factor. Well, it's important for people. It's the other thing. Some people they stretch things that are already overstretched, and they they strengthen things already strengthened rather than doing the opposite. This is why, like, it's why I want to get into like yoga with you as well because, look, yoga is great for a lot of people. It's mm. really good because it sort of like 
mash, mash, mishmashes the, the yin and the yang. It has like parts of like parasympathetic nervous system. It has other parts of sympathetic nervous system where you're like in flow and the breathing is mm. all great. But for someone who has imbalances or for someone that hasn't got great movement patterns, mm. I think it can be... I think it can be um, counterproductive because it just makes those movement patterns that are bad worse and the things that are overstretched worse rather than getting the things that are specific for them. Does that make sense? I mean, what would you? what's your views on yoga? Uh, I think the main thing that I see when I look at yoga, and, and this is not exclusive to yoga, so you know, th- this happens in many, yeah. many practices. Yeah, 100%, there's there's yeah. no... For example, because I really like yoga, I was just thinking like, for me, if I'm doing it and I'm not got the right movement patterns, it's yeah. just going to ingrain the ones that I've got bad worse. Potentially, I think I think the main thing that I observe about yoga, and again, it's not exclusive to it. It just doesn't have any pulling. No pulling. You're just pushing all the time. So mm. this is a huge problem. And there are loads of practices that are like that. You know, you, you could you could pick on you know, break dancing and even yeah. capoeira has no pulling. So you're developing over the course of your yoga practice. If you're not doing anything else to supplement it, you're developing huge muscle imbalances, huge huge muscle imbalances, and you will eventually pay the price for that. You know, your your physical practice should comprise of some pushing and some pulling, and we have to learn how to do those two things correctly uh, and we have to develop strength uh, in both of those two sort of facets. So that's kind of my main, the, the main thing that I would say about, about yoga. Yeah. Um, in terms of the actual practice, I think it's, uh, yeah, it depends on, 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 on the teacher. I think there's, it's got a lot of potential to be done really well. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's it's quite fun as well. Like if you get into the right flow and it's it's nice and it can be relaxing and it, it is great. I just feel like for me when I was doing it in a class as well, there's not enough one-on-one attention. So if, I, yeah. if I'm it's getting certain things, yeah, it's like class. that's the thing. It's like yeah, any anything. It's just mm. always say that there's no there's no there's no bad exercise. It's just a wrongly prescribed one. And I think for for me, I thought those millions of people out there that are not that flexible. I mean, it's a great place to start, but I think it can. I just, don't know that it's the best place to start. No, mate, I was, was going to say, mate, well, yeah. it's, it's better than, once again, it's better than doing nothing. Right? It's better than doing nothing. We yeah. agree on that. Yeah. Right. But like, that—that that is a thing as well. I don't think, yeah, I'm, I'm, this is why, because I remember doing it and thinking, yes, it's good, but am I getting what I want out of it? Like, I can run and get hot and sweaty on a football pitch, you know. Am I coming here to do that or am I coming here to, to unlock my body? And, and the truth was, I was coming here to unlock my body and, yeah. and nothing was really improving that much because I wasn't, given things the attention that they needed yeah and also it's movement is not a one-size-fits-all approach so you'll go to a yoga class and at this point ryan let's be honest oh. you're not going to get what you need from a yoga class 100 percent not. No. and this is the problem uh, i think the one thing we've got to be fair about is it's a good gateway oh yeah so yeah. you you probably got into researching more about movement because of yoga, I imagine. Yeah. And a lot of people a lot of people get this same experience. They go to a yoga class, they find out something's lacking, they feel they're imprisoned by the size of their mat because they can't go outside of it, and then they start looking elsewhere. 
and this is this is perfectly fine in my opinion. Um, the yoga practice that we know today and that's being sort of you know sold to us today is is not necessarily anything like what it was intended. There's a lot of other aspects to yoga that have nothing to do with movement. Some people would argue that you know the movement isn't even primary. It's more about meditation. It's, well, it's, it's three awesome. hours most of the yoga practice in India, right? Two, three hours. Yeah, it's a life. Yeah, it's yeah. a lifetime practice, almost a lifestyle. It, it, it doesn't. The, the yoga as we know it is been kind of, is, Yeah, you know, it's been put through this filter and it's been diced up, and, and we, we're yeah. getting one little chunk of that of the whole pie essentially. Mm. So that's also something to. Yeah, to think note, about, yeah. to think about. You know, there, there are there are loads of great, you know, literature and, and stuff. Like it's like what we do, like what, an hour a day. It's like exercise in a bottle. It's talking about like I'm going to do something in the blue zones, and like one of the things the blue zones do, like all out throughout the day, they're constantly moving. Whether it be like picking up, like picking up, um, or milking the cows, or like picking up fence posts and painting yeah. them, or or you know, moving like grass from one field to the other, or whatever it yeah. may be, they're constantly moving. It's something that. And so going to the gym for them is like it's a bit null and void. Whereas yeah. the other thing as well is like um, with the yogi, it's like as I said to you before, everyone I, I sort of look up to in that sort of movement thing. Mm. You guys all look a certain way. You don't look like a yogi who looks like I don't know, a tree branch, for example, very right, very right. thin and skinny. <laughs> Whereas like everyone else I know that they're doing the other, the other guy I really got into movement stuff from is Idol Portal, right? Yeah, that's yeah. where I sort of like come across, and I was looking for any any of those coaches first and then I went into it and I was thinking right, but having spoke to you and a few other people that even that's sometimes not the best way because it's, it's I remember actually inquiring with them and they were like yeah you're going to need to spend three hours every day for the first six months mm. and I was like I just haven't got three hours a day yeah and I was just like and that was I mean he's he's great and more people might go to turn on to him through him training Conor McGregor mm-hmm. and stuff like that um He's also quite an engaging character. He's, he's quite, yeah, he is. quite he's, an opinionated person. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so, like, it's great. And also, he looks the part. You know, he lives the life. He he moves really well. He looks yeah. really good in his skin. Yeah. And he comes across. And so, that that was more about that. And so, great. But I think it's, like, finding that balance between people. Like, cause you, people have got jobs and lives, right? And they yeah. need to, like, three hours a day. I mean... At some point as well, it becomes mentally stressful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thinking, you, oh, I've got to do three hours a day of this. You've got to meet people halfway. Mm. You know, a lot of the people that are going to be coming to you might, you know, that come to me sometimes have nothing to do with movement. I'm training a guy. He's a, he's a director of a theatre, and I'm training his wife. I'm training both of them. They have nothing to do sort of with movement. So you have to be, you have to be able to prescribe movement for the layman. Essentially, you have to meet people halfway, and uh, yeah, it can become overwhelming. Um, yeah, and it, yeah, and then it becomes overwhelming and counterproductive. You, you have to be able to prescribe the people you work with with something that is uh, gradually achievable. So they're getting small victories here and then. You manage their expectations, and this is more likely to. Um, allow the allow more long-term progression and perhaps also more long-term commitment not necessarily to you as a coach but for themselves to keep a practice up mm. uh, because at some point the coach will become redundant well the thing is i don't it's the thing about it's like 
a good coach anyway, a, a good any good coach worth his salt doesn't doesn't they want what's best for the client, whether that's them yeah. there or not, and they want them to learn. They want them to eventually be able to 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 like not need them anymore. Mm-hmm. But the thing is about coaches in certain areas is they're generally ahead of the head of the curve. So like, so I've Chris I've been with Chris for three years, and yeah, because he's all he's like with me because his passion is about helping people. He, if something changes, well, he's on it. Yeah, people go. Yeah. Some people, go, some people that used to be with him, like be with Chris. I, I said to me, are you still with him? I'm like, yeah, because marketing has changed or this has changed and he's on yeah. top of the game and people come to me they're like what since one of my friends said to me the other day it's like right whenever I see you there's always something else you're talking about yeah, I'm like yeah. yes because it's, 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 it's because it's the same as like it's what when I see your stuff like it's because it's our passion we're always developing ourselves and so therefore and then we can get that so yeah 100% you um, you want to get what's best for the client and, just keep, and you keep on keep on progressing that journey but as you say keeping them interested and keeping them make, making sure Making sure they're going to continue to develop. It is a long-term thing, right? It's not just a oh, come and do this for ten. This is what we we are in a quick fix society of yeah, Instagram yeah, yeah, yeah. models and yeah. and all this. So, I mean, it's the way that the world. And this, I think, the the Mindpump guys did a great interview with. Oh, I can't remember his name. He's a he's, he's a he was a full-on Buddha. I think I told you uh, about him. And then we talk about how concentrations literally one of the things that people can't do anymore like without yeah. you're always looking for distraction always looking for distraction the attention span so shot to hell i think uh what was it twitter did a good job at ruining people's attention span didn't it 140 characters and then uh, instagram came out with the 15 second videos and it's just like because this, this has all been heavily marketed people like paul check talks about it as well he said about um like christian church and, and, the church and the religions had like mind mind um control like, under, like had it perfected in the 1800s or something like that or before that mm. he said this these guys do you know how much research goes into mind control and how quickly you can download a mind virus you'd shit your pants like yeah. these things like it's about it's, it's like the, the advertising for you they know that they know you inside out it's when you go on these things so and there's a great guy great guy there and try to get him on my podcast as well called Michael Desari and he talks about it's not about sometimes you know yeah he's yeah. a great truther he's wicked and he talks about like it's not even about just ignoring these things a lot of the time because you're in a world where you can't ignore them. You're going to be surrounded by them. Yeah. It's being aware of when they put these adverts out. You're going, hmm, and laughing at them and being like, I can see what you're trying to do here. Yeah, yeah. Being aware of the manipulation so you can yeah. look at it objectively. And I think that's huge. But, but um, yeah, mate, so it's just, uh, it's great that you, you, you're you doing this. So what's next? Why, why have you ever joined the circus? I... I thought about it. I thought about two things, two directions for my career. I'm, it's serious. I thought about being a stuntman. Yeah. And I thought about circus was was more of a like a childhood dream that I didn't really take too seriously. Uh, but in the end, yeah, the Dean and Callum from the charity got to me first, and I ended up coaching. So yeah. So you haven't thought about stuntman ever since? No, no. Hmm. I, I I realized that's that's what I really like doing. I, I like I like being with my students. I like mm. helping them. I like spending time. You know, it's like uh, every yeah. Saturday, even though we have to get up at, well, you don't know what time you have to get up at, have to get up, you know, 6.30, whatever, mm. 6 to come and see you. I'm like, ah, oh, nice, Saturday, well, I'm going to go see Ryan. You yeah, know, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's good that we have good, we have good fun, we have a laugh and as it's, well. Yeah, and it's, it's I, I feel like I'm, I'm quite lucky. I, I don't know if I, it's luck, but I feel like that about the very large majority of my students. I'm happy to see them when I look at my diary and I see a name. I'm I'm excited to go and spend time with them. And when I'm with them, they 
they mean the world to me you know i i'm fully with them and i'm invested in their yeah their progression and and their journeys essentially and so this is something that i think uh yeah I, I say this to people, I don't feel like I've worked a day in my life, even with my online students. I go home, I make a, a cup of tea, and I sit down, and I check my emails. All right, let's see who's written. And then I get the videos, I sit down, I watch, I correct, I'm back and forth with them. I'm, I'm genuinely invested in in what I'm doing. And yeah, this is hugely, yeah, it's it's... I feel like I'm in the right place. Yeah, yeah do, doing what I, I need to be doing. I, I don't need to be a stuntman. Uh, you know, yeah, I, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm 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 doing good. I think like right. I think like a lot of people that I I work with or like have been my coaches, and mate, I, I generally end up being good friends with them because yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, we, we, we like share a lot of the similarities. But also, they're themselves into like self development and into like yeah. teach. A lot of them are teachers. A lot of them help other people. Uh, and through that, and they've also scratched their own itch. So like, they're doing the things that they do because they yeah. love to do it, or, or yeah, because yeah. they've been somewhere that they needed to do that. Which That's right. I think it's really important. So um, I mean, look, for people out there like, uh, that are looking to, to get into this, and maybe they they well, you know, you've got online uh, program, and then you've got like your 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 website, which is great for them. But say yeah. they just wanted to start, like what who like who what, what's a great book for someone just to go and get? Well, a book that I really liked. Uh, is by a chap called uh, Frank Forensic. Forensic? Yeah. Um, Frank Forensic? Yeah. Let me... God, I can't remember the name of the book now. This is tragic. Because yeah. I know there's a few books. that is like The Supple Leopard and things like that out there. That's... Not yeah. your favourite? It's... Supple Leopard's more... Um, it's more like when you're... You've decided you're gonna you're gonna jump into in, into movement, and that's the guy. You, you've decided you're gonna jump into movement, and you sort of need exuberant animal. This is the one. Exuberant animal. Exuberant animal by Frank Frenzich is a a brilliant book, and I've just started his other book called Beautiful Practice. Um, so those are two great books yeah. that that are brilliant. Perfect. kind of introduction and that so for I would like, recommend and for like people like because also as I said to you before like guys out there that want to continue to maintain a good physique while they're doing this sort of stuff like what sort of things you do, would you say like not get impeded like you say like gymnastics and stuff like where's a is there a good gymnastics program is there something they could like, follow there or what, what's the American guy is it a summer is it um, Christopher Summer Chris- I think he's gymnastics bodies is he yeah is that any good I think it's great, but you need a lot of self-discipline okay. and resolve to do that. Okay. It's it'll get you results, but let's be real. Okay. It's a grind and it's boring. Yeah. You, you, you're gonna have to have a lot of self-discipline, willpower to get through that program. That's not to 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 disparage the quality of the program. Mm-hmm. The drills are great. Someone knows what he's doing, but I don't think he's put much effort into making it very fun yeah. it's very results based and you, yeah. you will get there but you'll have to stick to it yeah, yeah. okay so like just certain, certain things people can do uh, keeping them a bit like maybe like one or two strength sessions a week and then getting on the mobility just think about pushing and pulling so if you're going to go to the gym do something that will require you to push and to pull if you want to incorporate it into movement you can do your pushing by uh 
doing various different types of crawling patterns, or you can practice kicking up to handstand. That's a pushing exercise. Um, and if you're terrified of kicking up to handstand, you don't have to try to actually kick up to a full handstand. You can do tiny little baby kick-ups. Yeah. This is fine. Uh, eventually, you'll start to develop the shoulder strength, start to develop the awareness, the coordination. You'll have to figure out which leg you want to kick, which leg you want to jump with. And all of these these, these kind of uh, uh, challenges, are uh, they'll keep you engaged. Um, crawling? Yeah, crawling. You can do uh, crawling sideways. Crawl. There's it's quite a lot on YouTube. Crawling you, sideways, that's tough. Uh, yeah. Crawling sideways, crawling forward up bear crawling, things like that, or lizard, uh, things like that quite. But I suppose it's just getting used to it. But uh, So for pulling, what sort of pulling stuff would you be doing? Uh a basic one you can do is a, uh, either a pull-up or a row. Yeah. Um, and if you struggle to do pull-ups, you can tie a, a band onto a pull-up bar and you can sort of step yeah. over onto it and yeah. it'll help you go up. Or, um, I think the important thing is just one good way to approach it is create a few benchmarks. So say to yourself, okay, I would like if you can't do a pull-up, that's all you see. I would like to be able to do one solid pull-up. Mm-hmm. One, like chest-to-bar pull-up. So my chin is well over the bar. And then start to research online. How do I go about attaining a pull-up? And then that'll be your benchmark. And then you can also give yourself, okay, I would like to be able to um, eventually kick up to a handstand and hold myself there for five seconds, even if it's against a wall. And then you start to figure out, okay, who? There are loads of coaches. Huh? Yeah. There are loads of people yeah. you can you can go to for yeah. guidance. You know. Um, yeah. So for like for us, we, we discovered like my squat pattern. I need to really get my squat pattern working. Yeah. If you can't flat foot squat, this is another great benchmark. I, I should be able to squat flat footed, uh, and at least be able to to sit there in that squat for at least let's say three minutes. Three minutes in total, or two minutes even, would be a good benchmark. Yeah. Um, set yourself these these benchmarks, and then have a look online. There's a lot of good free stuff online. If you have the time, and that's for you, do that. Otherwise, find someone. Yeah. Find someone that you trust or that you like. Find someone that you, yeah, just that that inspires you, and you think, okay, I would quite like to. That's the direct. I like that. That's I could I can relate to that. That's a good direction I would like to go in yeah. and go get in touch and and that's it. Awesome, mate. Yeah, been an absolute uh, pleasure having this discussion. Anything else you want to add? Uh, I think that's it, mate. Um, uh, we didn't yeah. we, we didn't even get into like being offended and stuff, but we can do we that next time. Yeah, next time we can yeah. do that next time. And yeah. uh, I just want to say, yeah, like for anyone out. Oh, so you've got a a, work, a couple of workshops coming up. Yeah, that's right. It's uh, just wait for this bike to go past. The inconsiderate guy uh, having oh, a whale yeah. of a time, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> I can relate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone out there, Fair is a lunatic who drives a motorbike. <laughs> I have told him about this, but he refuses to listen. Yeah. Anyway, okay. your your workshops go on, mate. So my workshops, I've got a few. I've got two London workshops planned. There, nothing's confirmed so far, unfortunately. But if you just keep an eye on my social media, I'll put it up there as soon as I have some dates. Yeah. Uh, so social media is Farid Herrera on Instagram. That'll be the best place to uh, check. And then I have uh, also a workshop coming up in Dubai, which will be on the eighth of November. Uh, so for anyone listening that's in that part of town. 
part of town. You mean like the other part part of the world? world, (laughs) Uh, Then check that out. Uh, Another good place is my email list. Uh, So my website, uh, you can sign up to my email list. Um, You you said you missed one out. You had one in Dubai on November 8th and you got one in Bali, no? uh, There's a retreat. It's not a workshop. Yeah, there's a retreat in Bali happening at the end of November, 23rd of November. Okay, cool. That's going to be a full uh, week's worth of training. Awesome. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, my man, it's been absolutely awesome having you on. Thank you very much for coming on, mate. Pleasure, Ryan. I'm going to definitely get you back on. Awesome. So, guys and girls, that was uh, Farid Herrera from Farid Herrera Movement Training or FaridHerrera.com. He's a absolutely lovely guy, you know, one of the nicest guys you'll you'll meet and he's someone who's really passionate about what he does and I always love having people on there as passionate about what they do as I am about what I do because, uh, you know, you can just tell from the way he speaks about things and if you go look at your social media, you'll better tell that the guys, not just a speaking head that we get a lot of like professors out there these days you know they're just talking heads they've actually done what they what they talk about and it's it's always a pleasure to to, to meet someone who's that in, in, in ingrained in what they do um so yeah as i said before he's over on instagram uh farad herrera and he's also at faradherrera.com um which is awesome uh, i've got some exciting guests coming up for you as well and uh, i can't wait to get them out for you i'm actually going to keep the ne- next week's guest as a little surprise because uh I've got two people. I don't know which one I'm going to release first, so I'll uh, I'll, I'll well, I have to just you just have to just wait for that. Be a bit like Christmas. Um, otherwise, guys and girls, if you are going through a health issue and you are looking to overcome it, and you've been to see the consultants and quote unquote specialists and doctors, and you haven't been able to get anywhere, then and you're looking for looking to overcome them, and you're looking for someone to help you through this, then if you send me an email at ryan at reviveyourself.co or if you head on over to www.reviveyourself.co and hit the contact tab and send me an email or a message and I'll get back to you as soon as possible and we can have a little chat about if and how we can help you. Otherwise, guys and girls, that's it for this week. As always, stay happy, stay healthy and I'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye. If you're struggling with gut issues such as gas, bloating, constipation, diarrhea, indigestion, heartburn, and want to finally be able to eat the foods you love without the crippling after effects, then don't forget to head over to reviveyourself.co and pick up your free copy of The Healing Health Paradigm today. 